Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Live Day Live podcast. My name is Nina, and for this episode, I'm having a conversation with Alexia on public health. Alexia will share with us her experience of working in a pediatric hospital for her civic service. Alexa. Hi. Thank you very much for joining us today on this episode. Could you introduce yourself maybe in a few words? Yes, of course. So my name is Alexia. I am 22 years old. Uh, I'm French. I mean, half French, half Brazilian. And right now I am living in Paris. I grew up half of my life in Chile. Okay, great. So just before we continue, I like to start the episode by saying how I know the guest. So Actually, I met you through Camille, who I also did an episode with. So it's the second episode. And yeah, we, we've never seen each other. But when I told Camille about this podcast, she thought about you and, and I contacted you. And I'm really interested uh, because I'm also a um, public health student. So it's nice to talk with someone who also studies the same thing. So yeah, yeah. so that's how, we, that's how we got to know each other. And... Before we talk about public health, I'll just like to ask you a little bit about your study background. So you also went to Sciences Po, so if I'm not wrong, that's how you met Kemi, actually, right? Yeah, we met on the Latin American campus at Poitiers, mm -hmm. uh, which specializes in studies about Latin America and South America, especially. Mm -hmm. And there I met Kemi, and we did, I think, two years of Here in France, we call it licence, but I think it's the bachelor's. Yeah, the bachelor. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it was two years at Poitiers where I met Camille. And then I went uh, one year abroad to Rome, Italy. Well, it was not exactly a year because a certain pandemic uh, <laughs> led me to go back to France. But yeah, that's how have been my studies right now mm -hmm. and now since September I've been studying public health and public affairs at Sciences Po in my okay. first year at master's. Okay for people who don't know Sciences Po maybe you could tell us a little bit what Sciences Po is and Sciences Po is not a school that's like specific to public health. No so no. So what did, why did you want to go to Sciences Po at the beginning? Did you want to do public health or did you have like a totally different idea? I had a totally different idea. Actually, I have evolved and I've been lost since like forever, I think. <laughs> at first, I wanted to go to Sciences Po because it seemed the perfect school to like open so many opportunities because the studies that we do there and especially in the bachelors are very general. So you have a lot of you, you sort of like go through a lot of different topics you can do you can have classes of law you can see history you can have classes of economics social sciences uh, you have everything so i wanted to stay in that sort of path and touch like every topic and see what would interest me the most and then for a moment i was really interested in working in culture and especially theater or museums. I did an internship at an art gallery here in Paris, 
And then I went to Rome and I thought I wanted to continue that. And suddenly I just decided that it wasn't my path and I wanted to study health. And it had nothing to do with COVID because uh, at the time we had to choose our masters. I think COVID hadn't like arrived in France yet or not even in Europe. It was in China, so it was still something very far mm -hmm. away from us. But yeah, I think that's how it that's how I decided to study health. And I'm really glad I, I chose that. That path, yeah. Yeah, I think for a lot of people, it's kind of confusing what public health is. I mean, from my experience, every time I say I'm a student in public health, people never really know what that means and what you can do with public health. So yeah. I'm wondering how did you get that idea? Because it's not something that's very mm -hmm. common to think about, I guess. And so you decided to go into public health pretty late, right? You were already in your exchange year. Yeah. That's what you said? Okay. I think it, it came sort of like, I, I, I never really thought of looking in, into the master's itself. You know, in, uh, in the School of Public Affairs, you have just public affairs and public administration, which is like what most people choose. And then you have the different specialties like culture or I think defense and security. They call it security defense, which are more, more linked to like international policies and, and the military interventions and stuff like that. And then you have health. And I went through the program and I saw the possibilities after getting your degree. And there are so many things that you can do in health besides like being a doctor or working at a hospital. I think it's pretty obvious, but you can also have an impact on health policies that can really sort of change the way that health works or public health works. Uh, for example, working at the ministry in France is one, is one option. Working at like local agencies that have like local proposals for health in different regions of France. And these paths were very appealing to me because I thought, oh, okay, so there are so many things that we can do. Perhaps I'm naive, but I, I was thinking that maybe you can really have an impact on, you know, health access, um, equality in health and things like that. These are topics that really matter to me and that I thought were things that I could find in public health. So yeah, that's why I, I chose it. Okay, so if I understand correctly, then you looked at the master programs and you found this yeah. one, but there wasn't really like an experience that made you choose public health or am I wrong? There was an experience. It was a sort of like a more personal one where I had to get like medical assistance and I thought I want to get more into this. And so I decided, yeah, that I really wanted to get involved in that. But I think above all, it was not only linked to that. It was really linked to sort of something that made more sense to me, I think. When you work especially, well, I guess in the private sector in health as well, but when you work in public health, I don't know if it's the same for you too, but you, mm -hmm. you feel like you're really of a, of, I don't know if, if it's the right term, but you have some kind of utility, like it's mm -hmm. of public utility or, or you're doing like a public service. And that was something that I really was going for when I was choosing my master's. Yeah, I guess maybe you see the impact. Like it's easier to see the impact than, for example, if you work for an environmental cause where maybe it's like harder to really see like what your impact is, I guess. Maybe that's what you're saying. Yeah, sort of. But I think 
all like paths are very admirable and working in environmental causes is amazing and also in culture as well but it made more sense to me to work in health than to stay in culture culture is a world that i love and that i will always love and you know i will always go to the movies or to the theater uh or to concerts or whatever but i i didn't really see myself working in that industry or working in that world whereas for health it came almost as an evidence yeah. when i started thinking about it yeah it's very different sometimes you have like a passion but you don't see yourself working like in yeah. that field and you just wanted to stay like a passion that you do outside of work or something like that yeah exactly mm -hmm. yeah Also, what I find interesting with public health, I mean, we were talking about the environment, is that you can really mix different uh, fields together. So, for example, you can be um, in the environmental sector while being an epidemiologist and you can like research how some environmental disasters link to then health complications. And, you know, it's very wide what you can do with public health and there's not just like one path that you can follow. So I think that's also very interesting. Yeah, totally. And I was wondering because, like you said, your bachelor was not specifically focused on public health. So were you anxious to choose a master in a field that was new to you? Did you ever have a class before choosing the master that was a class dedicated to public health? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, actually, yeah, I was nervous because it is true. I had never touched anything like related to health. I mean, we in... Uh, law classes we saw a little bit of like health laws like related to I don't know the right of abortion and, and things like that but I never really got like deeper in like health affairs and like health topics so yeah I was nervous especially because I arrived in a master's where a lot of people either were um, doctors or either were already specialized in something in health and we were very few people being just coming from the bachelor at Sciences Po and not knowing really like a lot about health that was really intimidating for me but since I really like what I do and this path that I'm taking, I was really also happy to learn so much. But that's also one of the reasons why I also decided that I wanted to do a civic service, um, because I, I thought that I actually needed to see like more concretely how some health systems work. Yeah, I think it's interesting to mention that you don't have to be an expert to choose like a master in public health, for example. That yeah, could be no. interesting, yeah, for people who want to maybe follow that path, but are not sure if they're, um, I don't know, like scientific enough. I know me when I wanted to choose, because I'm still in my bachelor, I'm in my final year of bachelor, and I chose public health as my major. And I never considered public health because I'm just not really good <laughs> in like any scientific yeah. type of, you know, like biology and chemistry, physics. I was always always very bad at this so I was like well I can't do anything in the health sector because I'm just bad at science and actually you realize that you don't have to be super good at like biology or stuff like this to work in the in the public health sector so I think it's interesting to mention that you don't have to really be an expert to choose yeah that. I yeah. totally agree totally agree and that's also what most of my teachers said you don't need to be an expert you know public health and health domains are very how can I say that yeah like human domains you know like mm -hmm. you have to have a certain sensibility for the people around you for caring for others I know it sounds kind of 
I don't know how to say that word, sort of naive or whatever, yeah. but when you care about people, when you care about sort of making the world better, it sounds cheesy, but it's mm -hmm. true. You, you don't really need to have scientific knowledge. And also you can get interested in, in very precise topics in medicine or in health in general and not being like a specialist. You have to be humble enough to know, though, that, that you will never be an expert in health and especially in, in more scientific domains that's something also to have in mind but you can be very motivated and interested in and yeah and decide to work in public health and you'll be totally legitimate to do it yeah you do have to know for sure what you want to do because if you do public health of course you can't become like a doctor or like a dentist yeah. um, that's not yeah, no. possible mm -hmm. Yeah. Unless you decide to go through six more years of study yeah, in yeah. medicine, <laughs> then yeah. Yeah, it's quite, it's quite different. But we'll talk a bit about what you can do with a public health master maybe a little bit uh, later. First, mm -hmm. I would like to ask you also if you had any... We talked a little bit about assumptions, but did you have more assumptions, assumptions Sorry, before starting your master in public health that were not necessarily true once you actually started the, the master? Yeah, I did. I used to be, I am still actually uh, very critical about our governments and the people that make decisions, especially regarding to health issues. And I thought it was actually, well, I can't say I thought it was simple to make decisions or to orient politics, like health politics. But I thought it was sort of an evidence and I really thought that I had sort of not an answer to everything but that things could be done easily and then when you talk to teachers that have specialized in managing like sanitary crises and things like that you realize that when it comes to health and managing in a way um, health affairs and health policies things are much more complex than what we can expect and know and that not everything is sort of black and white and you never make public health decisions easily or without putting a lot of thought into it and of course you're gonna make mistakes because health issues and policies are very unpredictable like mm -hmm. other domains as well and it's very important to be humble as well with the fact that There is no like perfect solution to everything. And also when it comes to managing the COVID crisis, I am very critical of the government, of course, and especially when, when you see what's going on with the students nowadays, having classes online, being sort of depressed and things like that, and also schools being open and teachers not knowing how to deal with the students, etc. But I think it sort of taught me to take a step back and realize how hard it is to be in those situations of, of power and, and having to take care of these things and not being able to make the perfect decision. Yeah, yeah. Because there isn't one. Yeah, exactly. I think it's very important that you mentioned that there's no perfect solution. And it's something that we were able to observe also with the COVID situation that at the end of the day, there's going to be disadvantages and like advantages in any decision. So that's true that it's very... Um, important mm. to take that into account yeah mm. we talked a little bit about the master public health but now i would like to move on to your civic service so if i'm not wrong you chose this civic civic service to have more practice as in not only like theory but also to be able to see what it's like to work in the real world if i may say it like that could you just before we go into more detail explain what a civic service is because maybe some people might not know 
what it is? Yeah. So a civic service, service civic, as we say in French, is sort of like a job. We can say it's a job that encourages you to take part into a sector of public interest. For example, when people do a civic service, they can work on NGOs or organizations, nonprofits, and everything like that. You can work in like cultural things, health things. So for, for example, a lot, a lot of people can do civic services working with unfavored neighborhoods and promoting like educational help or things like that and the good thing is that you get sort of a recognition from the state and you get also paid okay. it's not a lot but you get paid and it helps young people or young students that don't really know that either don't really know what to do with their lives and it helps them to specialize a bit more and have some clues on what they could do later or it either you know helps people to take a break and just involve themselves in something that makes sense or, or that have a sort of a meaning mm -hmm. i think it's something that happens only in france or perhaps other countries have similar things and you can do it as long as you're between 18 and 25 years old and 18 and 30 years old if you're uh, disabled. Okay, yeah, I think that was very clear. And could you explain what your civic service is? Because you're still doing it right now. So you could also maybe say when you when you started. Yeah, of course. So I am doing a civic service at a hospital because, uh, like I said, I'm studying in public affairs and I really wanted to have an experience on health and especially in a hospital. But it was impossible to get in without any experience or without being a doctor or something or a nurse or anything like that. So the civic service really gave me an opportunity to work in a hospital. So right now I am working at the Necker Hospital, Hôpital Necker Enfant Malade, which is a pediatric hospital. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you say it, like a yeah. hospital for kids. <laughs> yeah, pediatric hospital. Pediatric hospital. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and what I do it's not directly linked to the kids it is more caring for the parents of the kids who are hospitalized so we propose them to have a massage or we just offer them sort of a place where they can relax and and just be sort of like take a break from the hospital mm -hmm. things okay. like that so You started in September and you're ending it in March, right? Yes, exactly. So it's six months. You can do six to eight eight months, I think. Okay. And you cannot repeat the experience. Like if you if you're a young person, you can only do like one civic service and then that's it. <laughs> oh, okay. Then you have to be careful when you choose. Yeah, you have to choose wisely. <laughs> <laughs> But I think it's very interesting that you said for your uh, civic service, when you're at the hospital, you helped the mothers because a lot of time, you know, you only think about the patients, but there's also the nurses, the health professionals, like the doctors. It involves a lot of different people. And um, so there's a lot of work to, to do, I can imagine. And yeah. could you explain how you found this opportunity? So why did you choose to work in this hospital? It was actually sort of easy, if I can say it like that. I just simply looked at the uh, because the civic service in France has like an, an official website where you have the offers and you can look into what interests you the most so I just 
typed in that I wanted to do a civic service starting September, that I wanted to do it for six months, and I, that I wanted to do it in health, and that I wanted to do it in Paris. They give you some criteria that you can, that you can write. And so, yeah, I just, I saw this offer. There, there were other offers at other hospitals, but this one was the one that stroked me the most. I mean, that made sort of mo more sense to me because it was also interesting to see that when you speak about health and like being in good health and healing as well, like you said, it involves more people than only the patient. Of course, the patient has to heal and there are scientifical and medical aspects to it. If you have a disease, you know you have to know how to treat it concretely and medically. Medically, mm -hmm. yeah. There is also the whole like well-being of the person that has to be taken in account in, in health and in the part of being in good health, which is actually recognized by the WHO, the, mm -hmm. the physical health and being in good health. And then there's the well-being, which is also part of being in good health. And, and when I saw the offer of proposing well-being to the parents of kids that were hospitalized, I thought, okay, so this could be very interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, like we said earlier, when you do public health, except if you do also studies in medicine, you don't um, physically heal the patient, I guess, like you were explaining. Mm -hmm. So that's an example that I often take to explain what public health is, is that we don't help the patient in the sense that we're going to cure the disease or stuff like that. But it's more like looking at the whole structure and the organization and the different stakeholders. So I think you explained it well also what, mm -hmm. what it could mean to work in the field of public health and what does a typical day look like for you for example when you work at the hospital what type of tasks can you do it sort of varies i work with two other colleagues and we sort of make rounds we have each one a day where we welcome the parents sort of so a typical day would be verifying which parent is coming or not If we have cancellations at the last minute, we can go up to the services and go look for parents who could be interested in having a massage or like a yoga session, uh, things like that. So that's one part of what I do. And then there's more, how could you say, like paperwork sort of work um, where I have to write reports, keep a trace also of the profile of the parents that come from which service do they come and by service I mean if it's cardiology or if it's neurology or if they come from maternity like hospital things like that so yeah that's one part of the of the job and the paperwork as well and it sort of repeats itself but it's also very good because it gives you the time to actually speak and interact with people who work at the hospital so I've had the the occasion to talk to doctors to nurses to people who help with caring for for the kids and who are also very involved as well with the whole COVID crisis and It, it's very enriching. So yeah, it's sort of repetitive, but that's normal. It's because it's, you know, it's a civic service. It's not supposed to be like the most intellectual, like intellectually stimulating experience. It's a practical one, but it's also fine with me. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah, that's very interesting. So you kind of explained already a little bit why you like working at the hospital. Do you have other things you would like to say in terms of what you like the most about this civic service? 
What I like the most is very simple, is sort of like the human contact. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not gonna lie, the quarantine is really hard and it can be really easy to like isolate yourself. And while there was a quarantine here in Paris, I didn't really live it because I was going at the hospital because there is no way you can do that by, you know, working yeah. with the computer. So it's sort of like the human aspect of it, talking to people, having their point of view and just being able to learn from these people that work there and that have a very concrete experience. That's something that I learned so much from. So I would say that's what I like the most about my work. Okay, great. And is there a reason why you chose to do this at the beginning of your studies for your master's? instead of at the end because you started your master in September if I'm correct yes mm -hmm. it's very simple it's just because working and studying at the same time at least the number of hours that I'm doing is very intense I have all of my classes online so that simplifies everything because I don't have to be moving around between my work classes and my home. I just go to work, I come home and I can do my classes online and the schedules work fine with, with my work. So that's very nice. I would have never done it if the courses weren't online. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's a good uh, idea also to do it when you know that Maybe you have less work than you would have like on a usual basis. That kind of yeah. like, yeah. Okay. We talked about what you liked. Could you tell us maybe on the opposite, what is the most challenging, the most difficult for you? The most challenging? Now I sort of got used to it, even though you never really get used to it. But we do have parents that come that have very difficult cases Uh, with their kids with, that have kids that are very sick. We've known parents whose kids died. I mean, it's horrible, you know, it's, it's always really heartbreaking. And especially when you're new to this, it's really hard to like take a step back and not take it personally and not thinking about how a kid died or whatever, you know. So I think the most difficult part is probably like the psychological one having to know all of these cases uh all of these very difficult stories and not really knowing how to deal with them even though you can talk about it uh, we have our sort of i don't want to say bosses but it's the only term i think i can think of that are very understandive and if we want to talk about it we can and also another difficult part was parents that would come and that had like bad experiences with the people working at the hospital with nurses or whatever and having to like give the information and having to sort of solve it that happened to me like two times where a nurse mistreated a kid and I had to talk about it with my superiors that was a really hard part because you don't want to denounce people but you also have to take action when things like this happen so it was hard for me as well especially because I'm not really trained for it and it's very unexpected the people's reaction are very unexpected so that was hard as well and also just as any work it's also to sometimes confront yourself to people who are not as nice or well-intentioned but that's part of like the world in general it's not only in my job yeah. but that was something as well that that taught me a lot yeah because like you said you're not really taught 
how to react to those types of situations. So I can imagine that it's hard to really know what are the steps that you should follow. Especially I can imagine if you just start your studies in the field of public health, it's even more new for you to know how, how to react and what you should do in those types of situations. And especially in hospitals, more especially right now, people that work in hospitals are, are under such a pressure and they go through so many difficult things. Like I've heard about difficult things and I have a hard time managing it. And even so, I'm fine, you know. But there are people that are actually going through these things. There are people that are working to like help the kids or help healing the person. But the conditions as well in the hospital are, are not always like ideal. There is a clear lack of means for doctors and nurses to interfere sometimes. There are things like that that are very complex and very difficult that make sometimes working at a hospital a sort of a hard thing. And I've heard stories as well of people who experience, I, I don't want to say distress because it's a very harsh word, but, ex, but that have bad experience working at, at a hospital because you're under a lot of pressure and everyone is sort of sometimes on each other. There are very nice people and I'm sure there are like wonderful experiences and I think they are majoritary, but sometimes just hard to work at a hospital. And I'm far from being the worst case. I'm, I'm not even directly in the services working, dealing with difficult cases. I'm just helping from the exterior, but I can't even imagine how hard it must be to work, especially in this very difficult context. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it relates to what we said also at the beginning of the episode of wanting to do your best, you know, and change things. It's really hard when you want to do the best you can, but you don't necessarily have the resources or if there is a hard like situation right now, for example, with the, the COVID, you can't always do as much as you would like to do. And I can imagine that it can be difficult in those kinds of settings, particularly like mm -hmm. hospitals, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. What would you recommend maybe to someone who also wants to study or work in the field of public health, but doesn't really know where to start so you gave a good example with the civic service but maybe some people are asking themselves questions and wondering what they can do like where they should start so I don't know would you have advices to, to give well I think so I mean at the end of the day working uh, in public health is still a very general thing you know I mean you can you can have knowledge on public affairs and never touch like a single health topic in your life. It's, it's a very general topic to study, but you do have some keys and elements to specialize in health. So I would say to people who feel lost and are not sure if they want to get into this field, I want to say that right now they should do what makes more sense to them. And if somehow they feel attracted to this domain like to this specialty they should get into it and realize that it's a different thing than to getting into a medical school where you are only sort of oriented to study scientific things and being a doctor and specialize then on other specific domains of health but when you enter into public health affairs there it's still very general and it opens doors to the health world of course 
but you can still have opportunities elsewhere and it's not going to close that many doors, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I would say. And I would also say that especially when we're young, we have this very strong pressure of having to know exactly what we want to do. I want to say, even though sometimes it's hard because you pay your studies, so you don't want to like make a mistake or whatever, but I do want to say that it's okay to, you know, make mistakes and realizing that you probably didn't make the right choice for you. And that's okay. And that if you finish school at 24 or at 26, is not going to matter that much in like 20 years. It's my point of view, of course, and, and it's very discussable. But I, I want to say to people who are afraid to get into what they want to do that you can always find new ways or new paths. And we're still young, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you can still do things and make mistakes. Yeah, I think it's a very important message and yeah, it relates to what we were saying like um, about our experiences because yeah, I was explaining, for example, that I thought that I couldn't do anything in public health because I'm not really good at science and I tried to take a class and then I liked it so I continue. So at the end of the day, you should really just try and see where it takes you and you might be surprised to see that it's something that you end up liking. And yeah. When talking about public health, there's a lot of different sectors you can work in and you can really choose something that is more convenient for you. So you talk today about hospitals, but if you don't, if you think it's too hard, for example, for you to work in a hospital or if you want to do something else, you could also work in like the policy sector in NGOs. There's a lot of other options you could choose from. So there's no path and you can just choose whatever seems best for you but I think it was really interesting what you were saying and talking about studies and future and stuff we're coming to the end of the episode but I wanted to ask you if you know what you want to do after your master or if for now you're just waiting to see what interests you're gonna you're gonna find um, or do you already have kind of like an idea of what you want to do after? Uh, No even though I chose public health affairs Uh, I still don't know what I want to do. So if that can, you know, uh, reassure other Mm -hmm. people, then good. Uh, No, what I decided is that I probably want to take a gap year between my first year of master's and my second year of master's to do some internships and Mm -hmm. sort of see what I like the most and what I would like to do later. I think it's going to help me and give me a more precise idea of what I want to do. I hope, at least. Mm-hmm. At the end of my master's, I don't know. I I will take any opportunity that comes because we are in a worldwide crisis. So I am not going to be too picky mm-hmm. on a job. <laughs> well, it's sad to say it that way. And I, I hope it, it's not going to be that way. But I'll also see what opportunities come as well. Yeah, I think that's a nice message to end that you don't have to always know in advance what you're going to do or what you're going to study at the end of the day your idea might change at the last minute so it's just good to do what you like and see where where it takes you well i was very happy to have this conversation with you and i think it's very inspiring to anyone who listened to this episode so i thank you again for joining me on the podcast 
Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was really nice. <laughs> yeah, it was very nice. And yeah, I thank everyone for listening to this podcast. And if you want to follow more, you can follow the Instagram account, which is the Life They Live podcast. And I'll see you soon. Bye.